You are listening to a Called Collective podcast where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which, by the way, you can find in the description below. To learn more about the Called Collective, you can visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at the Called Collective. Stories. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a returning guest today. Mm. And uh, after such a spicy episode last week, one filled, Mm. I don't know why I said spicy, but I said spicy. But anyways, after such a phenomenal episode last time, we had to bring back my boss, the one and only Tyler W. Sanders. Wow, that's I impressive. I don't know your middle, middle name. What did you pull that out of? Your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Tyler Wayne. Wayne. But funny, funny as enough. As in Wayne Schmidt? But as in Wayne Schmidt. No, I have two middle names. <laughs> Bruce it, Wayne. Yes. No, it's Tyler Wayne Denny Sanders. Clearly, that's from the restaurant Denny's. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm a billionaire, didn't you know? Denny's, is, I, I think Denny's is like. Mediocre. Yeah, yeah, it's just mid. It's, it's very, it's very mid. I hate that word, but it's like addicting. That's it's very addicting. Like calling someone like mid is like so degrading, but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of feel cool. I thought you were about to say it's really satisfying to call somebody mid. <laughs> Anyways, great to be back on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me back. <laughs> you are so welcome, Tyler. Like I said, has been on a previous episode. Also co-host Modern Parables, mm-hmm. host Steve Grace. Yes. Also on Coffee and Calling. So he has made the rounds and yes. he has plenty of ministry experience. And so if you're like, man, who's this taller guy? Listen to part one. I think we added it up to get about five years at this point of ministry experience. Mm. Maybe six now. I'm not sure. And you've hopped around too. Yes. And you're also currently in ministry. It just looks different. Yes. It looks different. Which is yes. just a little sidebar. Uh, up, in- up until this past month, I was an assistant pastor outside of my mm. responsibilities here at IWU. Uh, so I've now transitioned. I'm I'm trying to focus on being a worshiper again, which is really fun, mm, which that, is really fun. That's a podcast in and of itself. Oh, man. Yes. Because you've been youth pastor. Youth pastor. Executive. Assistant, then executive, then assistant again. And assistant in what roles? In the technology space, part of the youth, uh, children's even, oh. a little bit. Yeah. How'd that, how'd that go? It went, it, it went, <laughs> it went, but I, I wasn't in, I wasn't in charge. So there were other aspects of it and just, yeah, things like that. Mm. So yeah, as that's a whole nother podcast too, <laughs> but yes, anyway, so it went from youth to assistant to executive to assistant and now uh, a worshiper. Also, if you just rewind about 10 seconds, you're going to hear the most annoying laugh that I've ever had in my life. Oh, I, went, <laughs> I, 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 I thought you were making fun of me. Like, my no, laugh no, was bad. No. I was like, oh, gosh. That was one of the worst you laughs. You insult all your podcasts? I have ever had. Oh. And that's a it's story a for a different it's, time. It's a beautiful laugh. It like is. the angel of the Lord. It's yes. a beautiful laugh. <laughs> yes, I did call you an angel. <laughs> and <laughs> But stories. Stories. What a, what a segue. <laughs> no way. Anyways, stories at noon. Yes. Is... The podcast title. That's right. It's also what we're here to do. That's right. Stories. At noon. And tell me, what is your story? Man, this, someone listening to this big man, this, this is so ADHD right now. Hey, you know, it's good though. It's, it's, it's a chemistry. journey and it's a ride. It's chemistry. All right. Broncos country. Let's, let's ride. ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Okay. Oh boy, how so we're throwing out mid, we're throwing yes. out Broncos country. We're just getting yes. all of the trends in there. All in one episode. Yes. Tyler, share yes. a story with me. Okay. It's, it's bedtime and I need to be helped to put to sleep. I don't even know why Good I said grief. <laughs> what is going on? All right, I'm gonna start my story now. Okay. So <laughs> when I was a youth pastor back in the day. Uh, there was uh, a point where I felt we needed to have a major event. So the major event that I thought we should have is a lock-in, an all-nighter. Okay, I must say I'm a huge fan of lock-ins. Oh, for sure. Until the next morning. Until the next morning. Yes. And here's the thing. I believe in true all-nighters. They should go all night. You should not stop at three in the morning and sleep. You should just go, 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 go. That's scripture. Now, are you going to, am I going to volunteer for said thing? (laughs) No, not anymore. You'll plan it. Yes. I'll preach at it. I'll help. I got to go. I got to sleep. Yeah. For those young people, though. The youngins. Yes, it's got to work. So I'm planning this all-nighter. I'm planning this lock-in. I've got my friend coming to worship. I'm preaching a message. We have activities and events planned throughout the town. It's like a scavenger hunt type of thing. It's big. It's going to be great Mm. and awesome. Mm. So... The night of the lock-in and all-nighter comes. I'm all prepared. I'm all ready. Every logistical thing is done. I have sponsors that have their roles and know what they're doing. We've prayed it up, right? We've done all of the pre-work, and now it's time to do the thing. Mm. Music is pumping in the Family Life Center. We got all of our lights on. We got all the chit-chatting. I would it. Yeah. All the chit-chatting is going on. All the pre a pre all nighter conversation having people are laughing having a good time and we are 5 minutes from the start of this lock in where i do the big get up there with a microphone and intro oh boy then <laughs> no the power whenever someone says 5 minutes before yes. it is probably going to be the worst thing in the world uh, it is the worst <laughs> thing in the world so the power in the entire town goes out the town the town not the church building not the family life center the town the whole town goes out five minutes before the all-nighter starts indiana or florida indiana oh my winter time fall time oh boy yeah so it's cold right so so the family life center is just black pitch black and i'm like oh my gosh what do I do? I did not plan for this. Who who does who plan? Does? Who plans who does? for an all, yes. all dark? Oh, yes. that's, that's a recipe for disaster oh. with you students. Oh, absolutely. Like that's everyone's worst nightmare yes. because you're like, where did Johnny and Jill go? Yes. Yes. We lost Johnny and Jill. Exactly. Ex- oh, exactly. A hundred percent. And we're going to get to that. Oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> I, need to sh- I just need to shut up. I, okay. So the family life center is diagonal to the church. So there's two different, it's an old church that was given to the church as the congregation was dying. Beautiful story there. Diagonal is the main church building. And I'm calling the senior pastor. I'm like, hey, I don't know what to do, all this stuff. He's like, well, we got power back on at the church. Okay. That's a miracle. Oh, a miracle. It's like the only place in town that has power. The gas stations don't have power. The Nothing has power except the church. And I'm like, okay, all right. So here's what I'm thinking. We should just do our worship, do our message, and then that's it. And we send him home and we do another lock-in a different time. And my senior pastor was like, no, you should do it anyway. I'm like, what are you talking about? All of the things that I had planned for for this all-nighter 
are out the window. I have no programming at all for this all-nighter. What should I do? He's like, just figure it out. You'll just just have a Bro. good time. Yeah, just just Bro. do it. I'm like, okay, okay. So okay, so we're gonna be in the sanctuary. No, can't be in the sanctuary. Can't do it in the sanctuary. Well, where are we gonna do it? You can have the children's wing. Now the children's wing at this church is downstairs. It's in the basement, and it's there's no way we can comfortably have a service and then break up and do fun things for the all nighter. We needed to stay downstairs for a very specific reason. And I understand the reason they were using the church for something the following day. So this is Friday night into Saturday. There's a class, something specific going on upstairs and he didn't think we were going to clean up in time, but so that's fair. Yeah. So now I have to convince all of these students who their parents have entrusted me with the care of these students to walk in the pitch black from this church to the other church, go down to the children's wing, which is crammed and have a fun all nighter. A fun all nighter did not come after that statement was made to these students. <laughs> so I get up there. My friend gets up there, leads worship. I preach the message falls flat. I feel the only thing that was positive was my friend's worship. It just, it hit right for the, for the time. And maybe it only hit right for me because I was not <laughs> in a good, good place at this point. So then I'm like, all right, well, we got some board games and stuff. We got some video games. We can like figure out and play this and stuff. We got a little TV. We can make it work and stuff. These students proceeded to get into clicks and refused to get out of these clicks for the entire night and refused to do the things that I tried to plan to do. So they just stuck in the rooms they were in and just talked all night long. And if you wanted to sleep, you went into some place and slept. It was a fail. How many people night. left? No, you couldn't leave the church. You couldn't leave the all-nighter. Your parents dropped you off. You're staying. They left to go sleep in the other room. I think five people did that. Out of how many? 25. I think 20 to 25 students were at this, this all-nighter. Man, I tell you what. It was, but then this is a funny part of the story. Oh, no. So. Oh, there, God. There's a gentleman in the church. Uh, who lives in the town and he walks around the town at night and he's like checks up on the, the church and stuff and reports if he sees anything suspicious. The power's out in the church, so he is out all night walking around. This individual does not have the most reliable mental capacities. Oh, no. And I say that just because he's old. He's an older gentleman and he has been caught making things up as he reports things. So oh he, he comes to me at the, at the basement in the children's wing and says, hey, listen, you accidentally left the doors of the other church building open and somebody went in there. No. Yes. And I, I'm, of course, like all of the kids stuff is over there. They left it over there. There's a Mac computer over there. There's plenty of things over there that they just left. And so I'm like, oh, gosh, OK, let's go. So me, if you're not listening or if you're not watching on video, I'm 135 pounds of nothing. Soaking wet. That's right. I'm nothing. If there was an intruder in this church. You're gone. I, I'm not doing anything. I can't. So my friend, who's he's a little stockier than I am, comes with us. And we go in there and we go into the doors of the, the Family Life Center and we go downstairs looking for him. And this guy is the guy that told us that there's somebody in here. Starts screaming out. You ain't welcome here. 
Best get out before you get hurt. You're done. <laughs> it's over. And my friend, I'm I'm stunned at this point that somebody is going to run from behind something and just bolt out the door. My friend is like, it's okay. It's okay to come out and go. Just it's time to leave. It's just time to go. <laughs> you have a free pass to go. Nothing's going to happen to you. Meanwhile, this guy is still just screaming at the top of his lungs. It's time to go, buddy. You're in trouble now. Because what's he going to do? He's right. older. Right. We're, we're the ones that are going to have to take this guy down. And this town is not reliable for everyone in living in the town to be, how should I put this, uh, not on a drug of some kind. Oh my There's a drug problem that went around this town. I'm sure there still is. But nobody was in this fellowship hall, this family life center. Maybe he's on drugs. No, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, but there's nobody in the, the church. So, of course, I go and I lock up the church after that, uh, the family life center. Go back to the church. The kids are just doing strangest things. No. Yes, they're doing the strangest things at this lock-in. Please explain. <clears throat> to be quick, because this story is taking a long time, and I apologize. It's okay. Okay, just real quick. There was some macking going on. If you if you catch my drift, uh, smoochy time. Some smoochy time. There was some like they tried to make a Ouija board. No. Yes, no. in a church. What kind of what in the kids' basement? They tried to make a Ouija board <laughs> out of what? A, a piece of paper and something else. I, I don't know. They took what a piece of the board game that they were worth and a piece of paper, and was, I'm like. Oh, sir. <laughs> Wait, there was no other sponsors. It you, was me and my friend who were the sponsors. And you guys both had to go. Yes. And deal with the, yes. intru- the not intruder. There was a female sponsor. There was. Uh, she was in and out for some reason. Probably what? probably related to the power being out in the town. But I think I remember vaguely that that's why she was in and out. Because she had to deal with some stuff. Maybe it was her dog. That could be it. Anyway, so there's just a whole bunch of strange. 8 a.m. comes. All right, kids, it's time to go. And of course, I have to be up the whole night because of all this. So the power is still out in the town, even into 8 a.m. The power was not restored That's at all. horrible. It is. That's the story in its entirety. What are your questions? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was, okay. it was wild. Question. How did your students react when 8 a.m. hit? They were relieved and they left. Okay. They left in silence. Not, it wasn't, oh my gosh, that was so awesome. That was so cool. No, nah, you know what? They, they, that was mid. That no. was worse than mid. No, they didn't say that. <laughs> but that's what it felt. At, it, to, in today's language and culture, it would have been, that was the most mid lock-in I've ever been at. That, yeah. oh my. Yeah. That. They were excited for it to be over. There were 25 students mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kids were just smooching in there. Yeah. There was a false intruder. Yep. Ouija board. What? Okay. So when I first started helping out at a youth group, when I got to college, Mm -hmm. we went to a 45 minute drive. So then advice, just help out in the actual town. Yeah. Don't go somewhere. Anyways, it was a friend and he was by himself. And I was like, bro, Mm -hmm. like, I, I love you. I care for you. You can't do this by yourself. Right. Granted, the group was like maybe eight people, mm-hmm. but still like you are by yourself Yeah. for different reasons besides just accountability. That's not, that's not Gucci, you know? Right. 
guys and girls. It wasn't just dudes, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. it was just girls, just because mm-hmm. it's a small, it's yeah. a small youth group, yeah. right? So I'm there, and I can't even begin to fa- the amount of like things that went wrong. Where it was just, I was like, how is this possible? Yeah. For example, we're like, you know what? Rather than video worship, yeah. we're gonna lead worship, right? You know that that sounds. Yes, he can. We can all sing. I know it's not gonna sound great, but he can play the piano. I can play the, the cajon. Like yeah. it's gonna sound good. We get there. We go to turn on this piano that has never once been charged because it's never needed to be. It legit has never not worked. Oh my god! It is always turned on. We go to practice just quickly. I mean, we're we we both can kind of go by the fly. We're we're pretty. We're not talented, but yeah. we can we can get it done, right? We yeah. have things to do. Does not turn on. Oh my god. He goes, I have never charged this. It's never needed to be charged. I didn't even know that it could be charged. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's not been like for three days. It's been a long time. Oh my gosh. I was like, how is this possible? But like so many small things just kept happening. Yes. Random things. Mm -hmm. But they were also times where I had some great moments of prayer going back to your last episode. Because beforehand and afterhand and during, you had to pray. Yes. Because there, it wasn't this fancy thing. There, we both didn't. He knew what he was doing because he was a third year at Anna Wesleyan. Yeah. It was my first year. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Very different. I went from a youth group of like seventy five to like five. Mm-hmm. Right. So what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. I learned so much and I grew so much. Mm-hmm. How did you grow from the lock? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I will say, going off of that point, uh, that's a story for another time. But I'll tell you, in all the years of ministry I've had, the most in the places of non-success, outward success, was the most inward growth I've ever mm. had. All of the behind-the-scenes learning I had to do in prayer, in fasting, in seeking the Lord and surrendering things to the Lord, that is the place where most things happen. Now, going back to the lock-in. So I still can't believe you said the word macking. Macking. That's uh, just so funny to me. Ah, uh, you know. They were hooking up with their mouths. <laughs> So to much, make it worse. That's so much worse. Yes, it is worse. Okay, so so some principles from this lock-in. Uh, first, I just want to say just on the surface of it, it is okay to change your plans. You don't have to stick so, so stringently to your plans. So, for example, I wanted to have a night of worship and send these kids on home. The power's out in the whole town. The only place that has power is the church basement. The church and the place we're confined is the church basement. They're not going to have a good time at all. Send them home yeah. to where they can be with their families, whatever. Get them back home. To speak to the parents. The parents will understand. We don't have the infrastructure to entertain your children from 6.30 p.m. to 8 a.m. We just don't have it now. We had a whole bunch of stuff, but we don't have it. It's okay to change plans. Now, another thing is, when the nightmare scenario happens, don't panic. Seek out more wise people yeah. than yourself. Now That's what I did, but I disagreed with the wisdom that I was given to continue the event, right? Yeah. I should have reached out to more individuals. I should have reached out to other people who've been along the journey. Because what does a senior pastor want? A senior pastor wants a successful event. Right. He wants those kind of things to happen. So, of course, he wants the event to continue. I get right. that. The kids are already there. Mm-hmm. There's an the opportunity to share yes. the gospel. His eyes, just do it. Yes. He didn't think long term. Right. Because right. worship a message, yeah, 
Yeah. That could have been cool. Yes. We could have had an extended time of prayer afterwards. It could have been a very moving and impactful time for the Lord to move. What happened after the sermon, though, just was all kinds of awful. And so what do we do with that? Another thing to bring from this story is recovery. Oh, yes. No one ever talks about this. No one ever talks it's about every, it. Every athlete's least favorite part about anything. Absolutely. No one likes to stretch afterwards. They just want to lay in a bed and yes. just curl up in a ball and yes. just die. And so there's two There's two recoveries. There's the recovery after an all-nighter, whole different thing. Recovery from a terrible event, a terrible thing happening. An absolute utter fail. An absolute utter fail. Like I said, the only good thing about this lock-in was my friend's worship. How do you recover from that? Because as a pastor, as a pastor, when you plan an event, that's the thing. That right there is the thing you're hinging so much on. And when it's considered a failure, you can internalize that. You can take that upon yourself. You can think, there's no way anybody learned anything from this. There's no way anybody got anything out of this, and I am a failure. But you have to back up. First of all, realize that the power going out in the entire town is not something within your control. No way. No way. <laughs> and with most catastrophic things, it's usually not something you can control, right? Like, I don't know, a fire starting or, you know, all the power in the town going out. You can't control it. Pull that off your shoulders. But in general, when an event is considered a failure, look at your definition of failure. Why was it a failure in your eyes? Mm, that's good. Could it be considered a success actually? For example, say, say we plan that lock-in and the power in the whole town doesn't go out, but two kids showed up to our lock-in. Right. Are we still going to do that lock-in? Probably not every bit of it because it was made for a larger group. But we're still going to do something to reorient them. We're still, we'd still do worship. We'd still do a message. And what if our lock-in is a complete and utter failure because only two showed up, but one of those two had an encounter with Jesus Christ right. during that event? Perspective. Exactly. Do you do things for the one or do you do things to get as many ones as possible? Mm. Do you do things to impact the one or do you do things to provide a space where hundreds have to be there or it's considered a failure, right? Mm, yeah. What are we defining as a success and a failure of an event? Because you can spend, obviously an, a failure as far as finances go is if you spend a million dollars on an event and there's very little that comes out of that, that could be considered a failure. But what if you spend $10,000 on an event? $5,000 on an event. It is the event of the year. And one kid comes to know Christ. Is that worth it? And of course, everyone says, hopefully, yes. yes. Hopefully they say, yes. Next year, you can uh, look at the budget and you can right. play with things afterwards, but don't discount the event. So in your recovery, look at your definition of failure. Mm. Look at your definition of success. Was it successful? Was it good? Did something positive come out of, of it? And honestly, you might not hear about it. Right. You might not hear about it for a long time or ever. There's plenty of pastors that have stories of they preached at this lock-in, and years later, that kid came back up to them at a Starbucks and said, do you remember that message? Changed my life forever. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. And it's probably going to happen in the moment you need the most. Yes. Because. Yes. After you preach a sermon, you don't always need that 
oh my gosh, that was the best thing in the world. Because yes. there's usually a recovery period right. after you preach of yeah. like, I'm exhausted. Yes. I just gave everything out. Yeah. And I, anything I'm hearing right now is probably not going to have any weight. Yes. Me. Yes. But when you're struggling in a ministry where you're like, I'm pouring out so much, nothing's happening. I want to quit. Yeah. Those moments are like, Hey, by the way, remember that sermon? Yeah. Yeah. You, I cried for three weeks after that. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. That, that's impactful. Yes. But that alone is a piece of advice. Yes. Right. Right. How exactly. do we recover? What's our idea of failure and success? What's your perspective? And you already gave a little bit of advice, yeah. but I want to hear some more. Okay. If you could go back in time. Yes. Give yourself advice again. Yes. Remember, this is the same question from the first right. episode. Yes, yes, yes. And it was maybe your idea for this question in the first place. Right. What advice would you give to yourself? That's different yeah. than prayer. Yes, yes. Different than what I said first. So specifically with recovery, regarding recovery, there is a point that every pastor comes along and finds himself in ministry without fail. Anyone. There's, there's got to be unicorn pastors that this doesn't happen to, but every single one. Will, unicorn pastors. Unicorn is in the rarity of that pastor. Like they won't experience this. You will doubt your very call into ministry through a moment of failure, through a moment of chaos, through a moment of trauma, through a moment of just utter lowness. You are at rock bottom in ministry. What is a recovery step that you can practically take? And it has to be, we have to remember the story of how we were called. Mm. Someone who's called has a story, whether you think it's a good story or not. I have a friend. She's great. She hates her call into ministry. She hates to share it. Oh, she gosh. doesn't like it. She she thinks it's not a good story. Mm. But in the end, when it comes down to it, when you're doubting the most, it's those times you need to remember the story of your calling. Mm. For me, I remember the moment when the music faded at youth group and I saw myself preaching. If you want to hear more about that, go listen to the Coffee and Calling <laughs> episode. Nice. Um, but in that moment, I remember that. I remember when Carrie Griffin came up to me at the beach months later and said, out of all of your brothers, I see you as a pastor. Every time I've gotten low in ministry and there have already in just the six years, there's been low points, rock bottom points where I needed to remember that call in recovery. Remember all that the Lord has done, but specifically for pastors in a low point, remember how he called you. And remember all of the faithfulness in ministry he's been since. And go on a retreat. Separate yourself. Go, go set aside time to be at a set aside place with the Lord doing set aside things. Go take a holy time. Be with him. That's good. As a part of that recovery. And if you hate, for example, you want to remember it, but you're like, I want to forget it. If you hate writing stuff down, record yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not a fan of writing. Mm -hmm. My hand hurts. I'm a wimp. You know, it's right. bad. It's all those years smear. of disc golf. Yeah. <laughs> I smear my hand. Uh, my hand's all brown. Not brown. It's like gray. Gray. Right. It's all gray and black after writing. And so I've typed it before. Yeah. I also have a calling episode on coffee and calling. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you want to remember your story, come ask to be yes. a guest. But also- sure, yeah. Write it down, record it. Yeah. Do some way that you can look back on that and be like, okay, this yeah. is legit. God didn't make a mistake. Yeah. You don't kind of make mistakes, yeah. but there's creative ways to remember. There is. And there is. And another thing too is don't isolate yourself because mm. isolation is the worst enemy of a pastor. 
uh, when it comes to failure and things, get into a, a community. If you are somebody who's in high school, who's just discovering their call, you're, you're, you're the only one in your high school who's called into ministry. You still got to find someone. You still got to go out. You still got to find a community to be a part of that will back you up. Two communities come to mind. One, for those high school students, the Called Collective. This is not a shameless plug. This is exactly what the Called Collective was designed for. It's designed for people who are called into ministry in high school to be in a community where they can talk to like-minded people called into the same thing and grow and develop in ministry together. And then there's the current program, which you and I, I've been a part of, you're a part of now, uh, where it's a community, a cohort of college students all called into ministry, maybe all around the world. Yeah. But you're in a community together and it's going to last for a lifetime. My yeah. cohort, we still talk about the hard things. We still talk about the things that go on in ministry. Yeah. And it's so good. Don't isolate yourself. And even if you are in a youth group or you're not in a youth group or in a church, there are people your age that love the Lord. Yeah. Regardless of what you think. And even if they're not called ministry, that does not matter. Right. I was in a small group. Yeah. And I was called ministry with my buddies and I had five, six other guys that just love the Lord. Yeah. And they never saw it as like, oh no, you're called to ministry. So we have to listen to you right. now. But it was, I'm your brother in Christ. I'm just as dumb as you are. Yeah. I make the same mistakes that you do. And I still need your love and your support yeah. and your encouragement when I go throughout my life and life gets hard yeah. and life sucks. Mm -hmm. So Tyler, once again, thank you. And once again, give me a slogan of your advice. You totally failed last time. Yes, I know. I'm stalling so you can have a I, chance. I recovered though. Yes, you I, did. I recovered yes, making, you did. making something up. So, all right. So when failure comes, recovery is important. Recovery is examination, not to isolate, and to remember. Mic drop. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler, thank you yes. once again. And I don't know, maybe maybe people still want you to have you on the show. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? We, we, we don't know if a third part's going to happen. Who knows? And uh, I guess only God knows. Mm-hmm. It's true. What that? What an insightful thought that is. That's good. But mm. thank you guys for listening. Yes. And I want to remind you, you can watch this. You can watch my face as Tyler shares his story. That's right. On the Call Collective page on YouTube. That's right. So if you're like, man, I'm sure this story made Noah's jaw drop. You would be correct. There was plenty of times where I was laughing. So go give it a look. Yep. Give it a listen. Share it. Like it. Whatever. Give me ideas on who to host next or whatever that may be like. Yeah. So thank you guys so much and we will see you guys next time. Deuces. I would also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. I also want to thank the Called Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Called Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at thecalledcollective. Once again, thank you for taking the time to hear the good, bad, and funny stories in the church. See you guys next week.